welcome to Drunk Bauer, episode number 77. A lot of sevens. Yeah. That's two to be exact. Right. Chase. Yeah. What, what you drinking? Well, I'm just such a big mountain biker now. <laughs> so, of course, even my beer has to be enduro. Uh, I'm drinking a Fernie Brewing Company enduro mango pineapple sour um and it is very delicious um guys mm. and i were at the liquor store the other day and we saw it was a new bernie brewing co beer and it's a sour so my fave um Cass wasn't the biggest fan of it like he liked it but it wasn't he didn't like it more than the other beer that he got um i don't know if that's what he's drinking or if he drank all of those that night but no no i i, I drank two of them dude oh, i don't know you usually drink all your beer so yeah, I, I've got one still left in the fridge. I drank one last night, but one kicking um, around. It's a very um, tropical, nice sour. Yeah, on a bit of a not beer talk. Um, yeah, the ride home from your house is not fucking downhill most of the time. Yeah, it's fully downhill. Other than like no, the first, it's not. It's like flat. No, like half of it's fucking. I I don't. I got to one section and I'm looking down the street and I just see the street lights gradually just ramp up and up and up and up for a really long way. And I'm, I like I tried to take a Snapchat and send it to you to just be like, yeah, downhill my ass. But um, the quality was super shit. So yeah. like it was kind of hard to tell what was going on. Gas was over oh. here drinking, and then he had his bike because we were riding, and then we were drinking, so I couldn't drive him home. So he just rode home at the end of the night. Um, which is not close. <laughs> no, it took like, like 40 minutes. Yeah, it's not, oh, not man. a, not a yeah. close bike ride. Um, but yeah, it's pretty much downhill most of the way, except for Cass in his drunken state. You didn't get a DUI, so that's a plus. No, no, I didn't. Do you have to be operating a motor, operating a motorized no. vehicle for a DUI? No, you can get, no, you you can get, a, get a DUI, DUI on, on a bike. bike. Can you yeah, get one on a skateboard my... though? Like, what's, where's Ooh. the line? I don't know. Maybe a bicycle. I think a bicycle might just be, have a legal difference than a skateboard. Well, I think it might be anything in which, like, you're on the road for. So I think, like, a longboard, oh, if you're on okay. the road, you might be able to get a DUI. But if you're, like, skateboarding on the sidewalk, you might just get, like, a public intoxication. I, I, I don't know. But, like, I do know one of my buddies almost got a DUI in first year for riding his bike back from a party. Admittedly, he was too drunk to ride a bike. Yeah. So the police took him in, put him in the drunk tank, confiscated his bike for a bit, and were debating giving him a DUI and then decided not to prosecute. But I mean, I think that you're it's very unlikely you're gonna be charged with a DUI on a bike. I'm sure it's happened. Anything's fucking happened. Yeah, this is um, this is really interesting. I just looked up the law for Maryland. And bicycles are an anomaly in that they are the only thing that um, is not motorized that you can get a DUI on. Because the other okay. things besides cars they call out are e-bikes, all-terrain vehicles, dirt bikes, and motorized sco uh, scooters. All of which have some non-human uh, propulsion system. Yeah, what about a horse? Can you get a DUI on a horse? That's a good question. I would guess no, simply because... The horse doesn't go. The that horse fast. isn't drunk. And the yes, the horse. Right, the, horse the horse has a mind drunk, of its yeah. own. Like you know, if you well, yeah, yeah, but does not the horse just do whatever go. you tell it to do? Pretty much. I mean, well, yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess if you have blinders work. on it, then yeah, hmm, I don't know. 
don't know whether, but Amish don't drink, so it'd be kind of hard to uh, to test this one out. Um, yes, because the Amish are the only people who own horses. Yes. Are you saying like a, a carriage? <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking about like like a Oh yeah, yeah that I'm would be cool. Like you get a DUI in a carriage. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Somebody at one point pointed out that like we went from like you know you used to be able to go to the pub, get back on your horse or whatever, and like the horse knows the way home. Just fucking smack the horse on the ass and just like yeah, yeah, get me home. Uh, <laughs> going over to cars and now you now you can't get home when you're drunk. Um, Uber. Yes, but. I still think that there should be an Uber for your own car. Like somebody pulls up with like two people in the yeah. car and then they drive you home in your car. There's um on New Year's Eve, there's a service like that in DC. Yeah, and I there are services That's like cool. that. I've looked it up because I was like this would be really cool. There are services like that. It's like chauffeur services and stuff, but you you have to plan ahead. Yeah. You right. got you got to like book it. But I want it to be like a, uh, you know, I was planning on having one beer, but I could have more than that. But then I got, I got to get my car home. Like some, okay, now like I need somebody to come drive me and my car home. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Cause I know in, I know in DC, Lyft is free on New Year's Eve, I believe. Um, and there is a, like, you don't need to preemptively plan this, but like, there is a service run of volunteers that you can call up and they will drive your your car home with you. When you I'd be willing is, to pay double, but... When you say Lyft is free, is that something that Lyft does or does DC pay Lyft for it somehow? Presumably... Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm actually not sure. Maybe It could be a promotion like, for Lyft. You know, yeah, I'm thinking like, it could just be a promotional thing for Lyft. Just yeah. like, hey, like use our service instead of Uber. Um and I don't like that might have just been like a one the one year like thing that they did when I was back there for New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. But um I don't know. The party that I was going to was literally like across the street from my house. Yeah. So it's not like I needed it. In fact I had to I had to go to the bathroom at one point during the party and there was like a lineup outside the bathroom, so I'm like, fuck it, I'm walking home. Buddy, buddy. <laughs> just went down the block, took a shit at home, and then went back. Um that's great. But yeah, and then I oh also like I was flying back to Vancouver um on New Year's Day at like five in the morning. Um so I gave my mom the address and I'm like, Hey, if I'm not back ready to go, all my shit is packed at the front door. Here's the address, it's down the street. Come knock and find me. <laughs> That's risky. Yeah, what's up? Well, I mean, I don't know. You gotta just booking that flight back to Vancouver the morning after New Year's Eve is like, I don't know, oh, well, stupid my, idea. I don't know. My entire, or like, <laughs> well, not my entire family, but like my mom, my sister, my aunt, and uh, my friend from high school's mom were flying out to go to Whistler for a week. Mm, okay, so everybody was leaving at that time. So yeah, everybody was leaving then. It's not. It's not like. But still had... dumb. You should have made it at least noon. <laughs> I'm not the one who booked yeah. the flights. Um, but yeah, Hunter. What you drinking? I'm drinking. I'm drinking something that sat in my fridge for a while because I was waiting to have it on podcast and was not a huge fan of it. This is the Desert Rose, not Desert Rose, but Desert Rose. Uh, it's a Paloma Fizz cider, grapefruit and agave. It's pretty pretty good for a cider. I'm not normally a big fan of ciders, but the uh, grapefruit and then the you know the unique 
agave taste is uh it's it's nice it's uh not crazy sweet like an angry orchard and you know grapefruit's a good flavor so i wouldn't i wouldn't prefer it over like a good ipa or even a sour but it's it's tasty interestingly enough because i like apple juice and i like apple cider i don't like ciders all that much is it the cold i guess like apple juice can be cold yeah apple cider is it fizzy is cider fizzy yeah maybe it's the carbonation you don't like maybe but like i've definitely held on to a bottle of apple cider for too long so it started to like also get fizzy yeah and that was fine i i I don't know there's just something about the and like because i don't really like them it's not like i've tried a bunch of different ones but like the big ones out here are like lone tree and strongbow i'm not super big into either of those I think like Lone Tree has a bunch of different flavors, and I think their rhubarb flavor is insanely good. Um, Mm. And like they they have some good stuff. And then like the Strongbow is like your classic. Like this is going to be on tap at the bar as their cider option um, at a lot of places, and I think it's fine. It's like very refreshing and light. It's like I I just prefer like at least in like a can kind of situation or if I'm buying them for the house. Like I'd prefer to get like Trulies or White Claws or I don't know, some other alternative along those lines instead of cider if I'm not planning on drinking beer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm not uh, a big cider guy, but this one looked interesting. And you know, it's it probably is my favorite cider I've had. Alright. Well so I'm drinking an East Coast IPA. So it's, it's a pug. There's the uh there's the old can. Nice. Um <laughs> And uh, it's, it's I mean, my super fox. You you do realize, as as we often point out, that nobody yeah. else saw that can. No, no, I know. But, like, I know Chase has seen the can because I pointed it out at the store. But I, I like the can, so I wanted Hunter to see the can. Yeah, you Please might want it. What's on the can? It's interesting um, because I, I was thinking about this the other day, Cass. I don't really see things out here advertised as East Coast IPAs. Like, I see, like, New England IPAs and, like, West Coast IPAs. But I was like, I wonder if it's just like the default IPA out here tends to be an East Coast, and it specifies if it's West. I know. Well, East Coast and West Coast IPAs are two. Just like it's like a distinctive, and New England IPA is a style of East Coast oh, IPA. For sure, but for that's sure. also like that's also a separate classification. Um, yeah, rectangles and squares kind of situation. But um, basically, oh god, I just looked it up the other day. I think West Coast IPAs tend to be more uh, bitter forward. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, And then the East Coast IPAs tend to be a bit more florally at the start, but then have a bitter finish. Uh, Yeah, that makes sense. Comparatively, the West Coast is just like bitter at the start, bitter on the finish. Yeah, I'll Um, probably have a West Coast IPA later in the podcast. Maybe if if the timing is right, I'll talk about it. All right. Um, But yeah, no, it's... I, it's fairly, like, run-of-the-mill, I find, but, like, in general, I like Superfox beers, and, like, I think they did a really good job with it. Cool. Uh, would I buy it again? Yeah, sure. Would it be my go-to if I were at the brewery? Probably not. But, it, it, but it's solid. Is it uh, hazy? Yeah. Because, like, the Superflux Super- beers that I got when I was over there with you, they had just, like, a far above average amount of, like, particulate matter at the bottom of the can oh yeah so, like, no, when super, you, at the very just, end it's just like oh my god the hops is so strong yeah super fox yeah. just uh does not filter their shit actually they're um 
they've got a fountain beer series, which they do filter, because uh, it's based off of, like, they'll have, like, come out with, like, a, a Sprite-styled beer. Oh, that's cool. And then, like, a Fanta-styled beer, um, or, like, just different sodas. Um, and I think it's, like, they're super low in alcohol, and I think they might actually be, like, part soda. Wow. Um, but yeah, they're like, those are solid, but those are also, they're, they're filtered. Um, I'm assuming they have like a lager, don't they? Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I don't, I don't know if they have a mainstay lager. Yeah. I don't know. I'm like, I, I'd think that they would. Like they've definitely come out with loggers before or like Pilsners. I, I just don't know if that's like they have one that's on their like quote unquote flagship series. No, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Not that I've ever ordered it. So, right. But either way, speaking of things that nobody else can see, hey Hunter, check check this out. Oh no way! Is that one of the keychains? Yeah, it is. I saw that site the other day, and I was like, if they had uh, a Singularity Phantom, I would have bought one. <laughs> no, I was looking. Yeah, yeah. One. So Cass got the uh, got a little Ion Op keychain. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, I'm like Cass. If you're going to show something, at least say yeah. what you're showing. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, um, people want my reaction first before they hear what it is. That's what people really care about on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. So like, Cass gets in the in the car this morning. He goes, Chase, I got a gift for you. And he shows me this. Oh it's no! Way. Pr- you got pr- one vandal. <laughs> That's real. Those are really big keychains. Like they're I, huge. Yeah, like they're absolutely massive. massive. Like it does not need to be this size. I wish that it was half the size. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, if like I just can't use it as a keychain because either you know what it is and I'm a nerd, or you don't know what it is, and I'm a gun nerd, <laughs> and I think that might be worse. <laughs> I feel. Um, I feel like the Ion Op looks more obviously fictional. Yeah, but like this the... one just looks like a gold AK-47. Yeah. Yeah. It is kind of. It's pretty matte like they're definitely like twice the size i thought they were gonna be um yeah. also they're nice I ordered they're like full them, metal yeah uh i ordered them like a month ago i was kind of drunk when i did it um <laughs> totally forgot about it they just showed up in the mail the other day and i was like oh yeah yeah kind of kind of forgot about that um but yeah okay um moving moving on here uh there was something there was like a spreadsheet kind of... Well, it wasn't actually a spreadsheet. It was something that, like, Riot themselves posted that I was trying to find and then linked to you guys. Unfortunately, it did not seem like it was super popular on the Reddit, so I can't find... Was it not thing. the Phantom Vandal? It thing? was the Phantom Vandal thing. Oh, yeah. I think if if you just, like, Google, like, uh, Valorant Phantom Vandal... Well, I, I mean... Okay, either way. Uh, I'm assuming both you guys have read that, or am I making an ass out of you and me here? What are, um, what are we I've, I read I read half of it. Sorry, um, I got distracted for a second. What is this that we were supposed to read? Like uh, Riot put out a it's called data Valorant drop. Data Drop. Yeah. That was um, oh, Phantom I did read that. Vandal. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it talks about yeah all the stats the uh, that come into like I don't know people who use the Phantom versus people who use the Vandal really. Yeah. And okay, first of all, I I just think them showing stats like this super cool. Um. I like. I wish that the, they would put out more stuff along these lines. Um, and obviously, like the Phantom vs. Vandal is probably the most hotly debated, you know, 
topic between relatively equal guns, um, especially given that they're, you know, the same price. It's a bit harder to compare, um, uh, I don't know, say a, say a Marshall and like a Stinger, just because they have wildly different uses, even though their price point is relatively similar. Um, so you'd have a much harder time trying to like compare those and identify, okay, well, like, what would you say is better bang for buck? Um, but in this case, because the Phantom and Vandal are incredibly equal, it's it's really nice to see all these uh, these distribution curves um, and just like general stats that uh, that they're. Showing. I mean, sure, I think it's pretty useless to be honest. Yeah, like this this article like kind of pissed me off, which is why I didn't finish it. Um, because they don't talk about any actual interesting t- statistics, if you ask me. Yeah, mm-hmm. all the all of them are basically what you would expect if you like play yeah. the game. Yeah. Like kill distribution curve by range? Well I'm like basically what it's saying is the Phantom's better at close range and the Vandal's better at long range. Thanks. Right. Um and then they also go like Phantom versus Vandal by range. And I'm like, what like that it's it's just stupid. <laughs> right. Um I mean the one the one somewhat interesting part was where they did what percentage of the time people get a kill after getting a dink with the phantom. That was the one thing that I thought was kind of cool. Oh yeah. That that's actually a cool stat. Yeah. Um, which is the answer is 78% of the time you, you get a right. kill with the phantom after dinking someone. Now the, the thing that I'm curious about, actually, sorry, um, let me interrupt super quick, just to clarify that's a phantom user versus a vandal user specifically. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the, the thing that I'd be curious, which they didn't specify regarding that specific stat is, what are like what percentage of those situations are times when like sure you landed the headshot but then they just ran away and lived and you couldn't get the following body shot and what percentage of the time did you proceed to lose said gunfight well they kind of yeah. clarified that gas did they maybe i missed yeah, that well, the, ca- the three categories were phantom wins uh mm-hmm. vandal wins and then the other category was third party slash unresolved so the third party slash unresolved presumably is when, you know, the person runs away and then, okay. you know, either someone else kills them or no one kills them and they don't okay. kill you. Sure. Yeah. I, I guess I can see that. Um, I, I, okay. I, I guess perhaps I, I misstated exactly what I, I was looking for in that. Uh, I'm wondering when you get into a quote unquote equal gunfight, and I shoot you and you shoot me, what percent of the time do, like, do I get the dink, but then you just, like, insta-head-tap me instead of, like, uh, I 11.6. No, because what they specify here is uh, the remaining 11% of the time, red, the Vandal actually manages to turn and kill the Phantom player. Which indicates well, yes. that I'm saying, like, this they is... They don't know the actual positioning. Like, right, I mean, you said the turn. turn. It might not be a turn. It might yeah, there might not be a turn. It's just a... It could just be a head-to-head. They, Maybe. They're not going through VODs of every <laughs> single game play. They don't even have a fucking replay system in the game. Yeah. They can't do that. They just... They just know that a headshot was landed, and then right. they died. Yeah. They're talking about on Plat Chat that there are a couple different, um, like, job postings out from Riot that seem to indicate they're specifically hiring for people to design a replay system. So it seems like yeah, there's something at the Australia office or something like that. The yeah. Sydney riot yeah. studios. Um, um, 
Okay. Hopefully, be, eventually. Yeah, that'd be be nice to have. Yeah. Mostly just because, like, there are times when I'm curious about certain situations, and then you never end up getting the the info about how that worked out. Like, for example, if I know somebody's stuck in a corner, and I wall bang that or like behind a box and I wall bang said box. Right. Yeah. And I don't get the kill. And then I end up later in the round in a gunfight with them. And it's not just me instantly head tapping them. Right. Um, you don't know how, when you did like, that. I don't, yeah, yeah. Like I don't really know how much damage I did through the wall bang. Like did I, was I really close to killing them uh, with my, with my like spray through the, through the box. And then I don't know, maybe they got healed by Sage later or something. And then, we get into a gunfight after where like, it's um or like there's one scenario just in one of the clips I was watching back where on Pearl B site, like the breach was planting and I wall banged that plant spot and then he swung me for a duel. And I don't know if I actually did damage on the wall bang or he faked or like he just tapped spike to, to fake plant and then swung. Like I, I just don't know. No That's idea, one of those yeah. things I'd I mean, like to go back and yeah. be able to just like see like, hey, was I spamming the correct spot and therefore forced him to get off plant? Or did he was he never sticking plant in the first place? Well, the um, first thing that comes to mind for me is the situation earlier in our premiere game where there was somehow an omen undetained in heaven after I did a killjoy lockdown and we were trying to figure out like, oh, did he like can you omen uh shadow step and uh shrouded step and time it right to avoid you know getting detained or was there something else that went on and Mm -hmm. you know there's i can look back at the vod but there's a chance that you know i just i mean not that not the chance like just having the replay would immediately solve that right like i i know you can use omen alt to like yeah yeah, because then you're not you're not on. in the lockdown yeah. for a second. Right. But I, we were saying like, could can you like shrouded step through in, the correct timing and not be detained? It doesn't I seem think, like you should be able to. Well, I think you yeah. can in the context of like Omen is either at his original position or at his TP location or like his new TP right. location. There is no point in time in which he is not like in the lobby so to speak or yeah at both places simultaneously i believe that's right? correct as well like like he is he, he is in his original location until the frame that his tp goes through in which case he is now in the new location so that would, presumably, that would mean that like you would be detained well no, no, what Jason, what your cast is saying is that you can tp into a lockdown mm. if you time it correctly yeah yeah, that's not what happened here. He was right. heaven already, and then the lockdown went off. Yeah, I like I I right. I don't I, like, I, I don't think I don't, that applies to this scenario, but yeah. I agree with Cass in terms um, of how it works. Okay, the the other thing that I think is really interesting here is uh the Phantom versus Vandal Phantom versus Vandal pick rates, which um the range right. play mimics pro play pretty closely. It's ever so slightly more even um in in pro play but like it's ranked is or competitive q is 24 percent phantom usage to pro play being 28 percent um that is just insane to me I, I, that is kind of insane yeah. i thought it was more even than that like yeah. the fact that the vandal is so much more popular is kind of surprising 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, and like, and then they go in to talk about it and say that, like, hey, well, like, you know, pro players specifically are probably have better mechanics, and therefore, if you're going to land those headshots, why wouldn't you pick a vandal and just get the one, one tap headshot at every range? Um, okay, yeah. Then the following chart is the chart that pissed me off the most in this entire article, which mm-hmm. is non-lethal headshots by range, non-penetration. Yeah, like what a useless, right. useless chart to have right right to have a comparison between phantom and vandal of non-lethal headshots by range right it's just zero for all of the vandals yeah <laughs> like like this is so dumb and they, <laughs> and they even bothered to put the zero to 15 where it's zero percent it's also both. zero for like they could have just yeah. left that out <laughs> this like, chart yeah. is, this chart makes me mad yeah, and, oh, you know, okay, to, to dogpile on the get... chart thing a little bit, they even, on one of the earlier charts, just reversed the colors. They got the colors yeah, wrong. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they, they got, got the, yeah. They got the wrong, and the legend wrong. Yeah. Um, okay, but, like, I kind of wanted to, like, to, to, to dissect that a little bit more, because I think that the Phantom and the Vandal are significantly more equal than the usage rates would imply. I fully and I think agree. And I think that pro play, obviously... Things that go on in pro play tend to lean their way back towards towards the competitive queue. And so, like, you know, you see all these pros buying vandals. You're going to buy a vandal. Um, and then I guess there are two more factors here that I, I kind of want to discuss here, which would be, and unfortunately they did not show this statistic, but I think um, I think agent role and phantom versus vandal pick rate would have been a very interesting stat to see. Yeah, that would have been way more cool um, than the stuff they yeah. actually showed. And then I think obviously the chamber meta had an effect on phantom versus vandal and I wonder if there's some still residual like I wonder if that still has some like residual right. effect on the current meta. Um cuz I know that a lot of like a lot of hardcore phantom users in the chamber meta uh, like Nats being one of them talked about it on stream, how he switched over um, to the Vandal for a lot of situations because he needed the ability to potentially one-tap that chamber down a long angle. That's um, another chart that would have been much out. more interesting. Uh, you know, uh, Phantom versus Op with, you know, after the Phantom gets the head dig. That would have been really cool to see. Yeah, but I don't I like, I I just don't know like in specifically like against the the op, whether I don't know how much of that you can chalk up to phantom versus vandal statistics, and how much of that is just well, did the opper with? Well, sure, sure. So I I just don't know how valuable of like a stat line that would be. Well, yeah, it would be how often did the opper with or like. I, I don't know. I guess in engagements with an with an op is the vandal much more effective, something like that. Like comparison between phantom and vandal against an op. Right. Yeah. Or I don't know. I'm not entirely sure if they have this data, but they could say you know how often after hitting the headshot on an opper with a phantom do you win before the opper has fired the shot. But yeah, that's something I. That's something we should test out at some point in, like, a custom lobby. I'm curious if I'm holding down an angle with an op, 
and you dink me with the phantom, how that fucks with my, like, because there's aim punch. Yeah, yeah right? the aim punch, right? Like, I wonder how much the aim punch fucks with a scoped weapon. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm just curious to see, like, it could be an argument to the Phantom of being like, you know, people always think, oh, you gotta, like, kill the op with the one shot, that's why we buy a Vandal in this scenario, mm-hmm. um, but actually, 80% of the time, you still get that kill with a, with a Phantom, if you're right. gonna hit that first shot anyway, so mm-hmm. it's not that big of a deal if you want the Phantom in other situations, too. Right, right. I don't know. That like, if it is eighty percent, though, I think that twenty percent difference. If you know you're going to be going up against an op, is quite significant. I don't know what the but, difference is. That's yeah, why no, I'm saying sure, it would have been interesting to yeah, see, right? right? And then right. people can do with that what they will. But uh-huh. um, if you're like choosing specifically because of that, then like it could be an influence one way or the other. Right. I don't know. But do you guys have any other thoughts on why phantom usage is so much lower than vandal? Yeah, yeah. it sucks. No, that's not what I was going to say. Um, I, I have always been a big fan of the Phantom. I was using Vandal for a while for aim purposes, and I think as Jet specifically on defense, Vandal is very good. And, you know, when I was playing a lot of Jet, that applied. And, uh, you know, now I've been picking up the Phantom a little bit more, and it's good to be back on the Phantom. Um, but anyway, to answer the question of why Vandal is picked more, I think that it comes down to... First of all, the Vandal feels really, really good when you get the one-taps. Much more so than, you know, the double head dink with the Phantom or the head dink and body shot. I think there's something very satisfying about one-taps. And as I've appreciated when, you know, going back and forth between the guns, trying to really hone my craft with them in terms of gunfight hygiene, as uh, Wahujin would call it, um, the Vandal is also much cleaner i guess because to at least in the way wuhujin looks at it to optimally use the vandal at any range besides close you're taking two shots and then moving and then taking two more shots whereas like with the phantom that's you know it's very different because you want to get out like a couple more shots per burst and then at a certain point you do end up you know, bringing in some crouch spraying is good because it plays into the strength of the gun and because crouch spraying with the Phantom is so much more expect- like, you know, effective. So if you're, if you're just working on aim and trying to get fun one taps, the Vandal is a vastly better, uh, well, obviously what you can, anyway, the point is the Vandal is a lot more like straightforward to just, you know, grind that aim training and get cool clips. And I think something that feeds into that as well is that I think, most people would agree that there are significantly more really cool Vandal skins than there are really cool Phantom skins. And I think that definitely plays a role as well. Maybe this current pack shifted the balance back a little with everyone being hyped about the Radiant Entertainment System Phantom, but I think historically there are a lot more cool Vandal skins. Oh, man, that's a, that's an interesting take. Yeah, I think I have some pretty cool Phantom skins that I never get to see. Because <laughs> I think I mean Tony and I were talking about this on um on our walk to the electric store the other day, and like I I do think that there are more recognizably mainstay vandal skins, like in terms of yeah. ones that have survived the test of time, um, and you still consistently see them. And part of that has to do with, like, well, 
when the game first launched, there was a there was a huge lack of high tiered phantom skins because prior to the game launching, Riot had intended for the Guardian to be the Vandal alternative instead of a Phantom. And the Phantom was put in more last minute. I never put those two things together. That makes sense though. I never thought about and that so, being the reason for a lack of fandom skins. Yeah, that's why it's a ton very, of guardian skins. Why yeah, like why, why is there a million guardian skins? Yeah, but like that's exactly why is prior to the game releasing, oh, the Guardian wow. was intended to be the uh the alternative to the Vandal, hence why there is so many high-tiered Guardian skins, at least from launch. Yeah, because like, if you look at the first couple months after launch, you got um, Prime, Reaver, and Elder Flame Vandal before you had the first animated um, Phantom skin, which I'm pretty sure was Singularity. Mm. Um, and then in that time as well, before Singularity, you also had both Sovereign and Prime Guardian. So yeah, that that checks. How out. do you know the fucking order of skin release? That's insane. <laughs> I was so excited when I started to play the game. Like every time a new yeah. skin pack came out, I was like, "Oh my goodness!" I, I, I'm yeah. going to look it up to see if I was correct, but I believe I am. Okay, because like I don't know for, uh, I don't know for like for Hunter, but like I definitely have way more of an equal Phantom and Vandal usage rate. Um, than, like, than the the current overall statistics um, say. Like, I I find that I go between them relatively arbitrarily, just depending on what I'm feeling like in the moment. Like, if I go into a deathmatch and I start just whiffing shots with a vandal and I start trying to spray people down, like, I'll just switch to the phantom. And then it feels like that does, like, a brain reset for me. And I'm thinking about how I'm taking my gunfights, and I'm just way cleaner with the Phantom. And then there are other days where I notice I go in, and I'm starting to uh, just not hitting shots with the Phantom, and I'm uh, like, I, again, I'm trying to spray people down, and I'll be like, you know what, time to go, time to swap to the Vandal, and then I'll be thinking about my shots more, and like slow the aim down, like think about like how I'm getting into gunfights, and so I find that like. I actually enjoy going between the two because it offers that like pseudo mental reset. I yeah, know yeah. Chase fucking hates phantoms. It's crazy because I hated the Vandal for so long, right? Like, you start at the beginning of this podcast, and I am a Vandal fucking hater. Like, I would only ever buy Phantom. I could not get any kills with the Vandal, uh, and until I bought a skin with the Vandal, and then I was like, oh, now I can deal with it. Like, that was. That was just how I lived my life. Um, but now uh, a lot has changed, and the uh, the Phantom gets about, I don't know, statistically, like, way less kills <laughs> when it's in my hands. Like, I just, I don't know. I think the, I pick up a Phantom, and my finger just wants to hold down the trigger. And, like, yeah. I feel like I, I'm a very, like, tap fire person like i i fire a few bullets and then i let my aim reset and i think the vandal is just a much better gun for that um because i'm not relying on like a spray down to the body it's like i have to get this headshot that's what i'm going for 
So it's like, okay, reset, aim at the head, now click again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with the Phantom, like, you can do that, but it's just not as good as the Vandal. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't, like... But, but yeah, with well, Phantoms, you have that glorious, you know, you, you take the first couple shots at the head, and then you pull down, and then, you know, in a couple shots, the bullets go right back up to the head. Like, the controllability of the Phantom Spray to get the headshots when you're not aiming at the head is so nice. <laughs> I know, I, I find that, like, I'm like, I, I don't know how much this affects uh, affects either you two, but, like, I think that because I use both of them, it actually gives me extra value on, like, eco rounds. Because it doesn't I, matter what, what you pick up? Yeah, because if I get if I get a pick somehow... Right, like I'm gonna get presumably either a phantom or a vandal, and I'm just fine with getting either. Like it's not like I'm gonna pick up one and be like, ah, fuck, I really wish this was the other. Um, Well, yeah, I'm picking up the phantom too, obviously. But yeah, no, but like I feel just as competent with the phantom as I do with the vandal, is what I'm saying. Um, Whereas if I kill somebody and I end up with a bulldog, I'm sitting there just like, ah, shit, I'm fucked. Uh, that's where I got you. Yeah. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. But this isn't a phantom. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm going over to Chase and be like, here, take this gun. I'm better off with the sheriff. <laughs> yep. But, okay, uh, so I did, I did really quickly research the skin thing. I, I made two mistakes in that. So first of all, first phantom that was animated. Well, it wasn't fully animated. So, you know, I, I get a half pass for this. Uh, Oni was the first phantom. Mm. That had some sort oh, of that one. That one I actually knew. I thought you intentionally overlooked that because it didn't have full, uh, like yeah. I edited the podcast. Yeah, that's totally what I did. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then secondly, I was just off with the Reaver versus Singularity. Reaver actually came out immediately after Singularity, so it it is still true that you got um, Prime and Elder Flame Vandal before any Phantoms, but then you did have Oni and Singularity before Reaver. Still, though, you know, I mean, Elder Flame and Prime Vandals definitely are iconic. Yeah, I mean, I think Oni's very iconic for Phantom Skin. Um, yeah. Singularity is, I think, okay. Cass has his opinion, and you have your opinion. I, so. I, I will I will admit, despite the fact that, you know, I love the skin, that I don't think it's a wildly popular skin. I think I think it's overrepresented in pro games versus ranked, the Singularity skins. I think the recon is definitely overrepresented in pro games. Oh yeah, if you're talking about pro overrepresentation, recon is like insane. People fucking yeah. love their recon skins at the pro level, and I'm like, I see the that gun, I'm like, eh. I would I, I would also I like say it. the pro level, um, Xeno Hunter knife and the entire cryostasis pack are also very overrepresented. I think people that, use that could the be cryostasis pack. Oh yeah, you see that the the hammer. And the uh, mm, yeah, you oh, see yeah, the hammer, yeah. the drill or whatever. Yeah, Baby Bay uses that hammer. That one I that yeah. one I know. Um, because like don't on the tournament server don't don't pros get access to like all the skins? Yeah, I believe so. So you can just fully select whatever you, you want. You can choose whatever you want. Yeah. Okay. Um, which I always find it really interesting in pro games because I thought that's how it worked, but then like sometimes they'll have a vandal and they'll do a skin trade. Like after a round's <laughs> over or whatever, yeah. like you could have you could have picked that skin if that's the one you wanted, right? Um, yeah, you, sometimes you just want that skin though, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but yeah, interestingly enough, uh, I, I noticed in the the last Sentinels game that I watched that uh, Tens was actually using the Phantom quite a bit. Like also on on defense too, not just because I know Hunter is kind of of the opinion um, he likes playing Vandal on defense and then Phantom on attack. Correct, but yeah, I don't know. I did that for a while. I get it. Um, yeah, like attack. You're you're much more movie. <laughs> like you're yeah you're you're, you're, you're more mo- yeah, more yeah. mobile. You're more yeah. mobile on a on attack. So right. you might you want the uh, the Phantom. Uh, I did that for a while. But uh, then, yeah, then I stopped getting kills on attack for some Mm -hmm. reason. I don't know why. I was just, like, you know, going off on defense. But then as soon as I would switch to attack, like, just fall right to the bottom of the scoreboard. So Don't don't you do that still? I was already at the bottom of the scoreboard to begin with, so it wasn't, like, a big fall. But I stayed there. (laughs) And, Cass, I also did look at... Go ahead, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, don't you get the... Don't you get a attack nerf to chase? Yeah, but like in a game where I'm actually like doing well, I'm just doing well, man. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. I find that I I usually get attack nerfed. I sometimes get even uh, even on defense boost? nerfed as brim. Mm. Um, yeah, no, even yeah, true because yeah. your op goes hard. Yeah, yeah, like I just like you know I, I, I <laughs> this is good because I, I balance out the group a little bit i i tend to get offense buffed more often than the other yeah round. uh yeah. although there there was a game that we played the other the other day which um was like the ultimate expression of this uh i had three kills the entirety of attack okay in that case i was playing sage and i also sucked on offense <laughs> yeah yeah and then i ended up I ended up as a team MVP after I got into defense, and I just had an off for every yep. round. And the yep. chat on the enemy team was so fucking pissed off in text chat. Yeah, to go from three yeah. kills to team MVP is nuts. And the the I could not believe that you actually made it up that far because yeah. I didn't feel like you were like four Kang every round. No, you were I just, just getting reliably, consistently a lot I just of kills. Reliably got two. Yeah, sometimes mm. three. Like I it just yeah just yep. I reliably got two picks with the off like every round. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to edit out some of the podcast because you admitted to hacking cast. You said that you got you know he had the op every round, and we don't want everyone else to know that cheat that we have that allows purchasing an op pistol round. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we were debating uh, if you to... could get an op round two, and we don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. We didn't actually do the math, but yeah, yeah. it's that's some difficult numbers right there. Anyway, um. Yes, you're asking. You're asking kind of before how my vandal and phantom usage yeah. stacks up because you were saying that yours is kind of even. I actually was pretty close to even last act on the Sova. I had 299 vandal kills to 328 uh, phantom kills, so 10% more basically on the phantom. Mm-hmm. Um, however, that's the closest they've ever been. Most acts, it's been so much more phantom. Uh, in fact, all time, I I have. 2,500 uh, Vandal kills to 6,500 Vandom kills. <laughs> so more than... Wow. Yeah, so more than double the Phantom kills over Vandal kills. Which, uh, yeah, I'm looking at my stats right now, and I'm surprised it's so heavily skewed in the Vandal's favor. Um, I thought it would have been a hell of a lot closer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at, at uh, all time, I have... What 
5,500 more Vandal kills than Phantom kills. Holy heck. <laughs> I have, no yeah, 8,500 8, Vandal kills and 3,000 Phantom kills. Mm-hmm. Wow. All time I've got 1.1k more Vandal kills, but... Yeah. 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 So you, you um, basically combine me and Jason's stats, then you end up with a very balanced person. Dude, yeah. I have more I have more Ares kills this act. Oh my god. Than with Phantom. When the fuck that is insane. I don't know. Ares. I don't know when I've had an Ares, but I have a I have four Ares kills and three Phantom kills. <laughs> that is insane because of Ecos alone, where you might pick up a Phantom because that's what's available. The fact that <laughs> wow. That is a, yeah. that is shocking. Yeah, it is played, kind of shocking. Yeah, we've played similar amounts of game, similar amounts of uh, games, and I have 156 phantom kills and 95 vandal kills. Yeah, Crazy. this is my ninth highest kills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and tied with Shorty. Okay, speaking of, perfect transition point right here. Okay. How do you guys feel about the current power level of the Shorty? I despise people saying that the shorty needs to be nerfed. I have seen that in some online circles Um, with the possible. The only thing that I would say is if you're going to say the shorty is too good for its price point, you need to nerf the classic into the fucking ground. The most notable way to do it would be remove the right click and then you can nerf the shorty. But like the idea, Oh, it's too much value for 150 creds. And meanwhile, the classic exists in its current state. It's bullshit. I won't hear it. That that's yeah, my take. Yeah, just the right click classic is a worse shorty, right. but also better shorty at certain times. So yes, like yes, yeah, yeah. We we've had like ad nauseum, right? Yeah. Um, but I I agree that to say that the shorty is like way too overpowered when you get the classic right click for free. So overpowered for the price point doesn't make a lot of sense when I'm actually paying for that gun and have to drop my classic to do so. Yes, but there's a lot of times in which I think pocket shorty is 100% the way to go. Oh, yeah. No, I think pocket shorty is like a a very, very good strat. Um, Like, yeah, it's it's just very, very good. And that's something you got to be aware of. But I don't think that it's overpowered. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, it's because if they're like really up on you, that's probably more reliable with the shorty than it is with the classic, and that's why you pay 150 extra credits for it. Mm-hmm. Well, but the interesting thing is, if you're looking versus, if you're facing a full armor, full health opponent, I haven't. I would have to look at exactly you know how this works out, but you absolutely have higher one shot potential with the classic than you do with the shorty at at certain ranges. Obviously, theoretically, you could go to a really far range with the classic if you just get perfect RNG. But, like, I'm thinking, you know, like six meters out kind of thing. You know, if you stand still and right click, you have a not inconsiderable chance to get the three pellets to the head that you need. Or is it two at that range? I don't it's, remember. It's two. two and right, one, yeah, one, exa- two, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you have a not inconsiderable chance to yeah. get the two to the head you need. And you're not going to one shot with the shorty at that range against the. Yeah, no way. Pokemon. You might yeah. not even two shot. Right. Uh, so like I'm, the shorty is more consistent in terms of just getting damage on target. So late in a round, yeah. or you know, someone's tagged up for some other reason. Obviously, the shorty is way better. Mm-hmm. What I'm, is it possible to get quote unquote perfect RNG with the right click? 
Because, like, I don't know if the bullets can quite literally go into the exact same spot or have the exact same trajectory waving the gun. Like, like I don't know oh, if it's... a it's... minimum amount of randomness, you're thinking? Or minimum amount of deviation from each other? Yeah, yeah like... I, I would think so. I don't think that there it's possible. Like, hmm. if you're shooting a wall, is it ever that you only see two two holes? Yeah. Or one hole? Or I don't know. Hole. Well, boys, let's spend the rest of the I night hole. testing. We will shoot walls with <laughs> our classics until yeah. we have shot at least 10,000 times. And we'll see if we find any. Yeah, I have no idea, honestly. I really okay, but also, I think, the, I think the double pump from, from the shorty is also much better than the equivalent from the classic being two right clicks. First of all, just, there's, there's the right click delay... There's the delay in there, and second, the, your your spread goes to dog shit after your first right click. I'd be hard uh, pressed to disagree. However, um, you know, with the classic, the one shot potential being yeah. better in some cases is very significant because of also yeah. One shot. I mean, and there there are a bunch of times with the shorty, I'm I'm stuck somewhere, and I'm like, well, I got one, maybe. <laughs> there was uh there there was an yeah. eco round we we're playing on on fracture the other day and I'm I'm stuck behind that that box um just past like we're on defense just past that a main like ninety degree corner as you walk out to site um and Chase was Chase was taking a, a longer range duel with one of the guys and I'm just like hiding behind the corner and I'm like I can get one and I'm jet. Like in theory, I could maybe dash out, and I'm like, hey, it's not happening. <laughs> like, yeah. like I could prime my dash, I could smoke the ground, I could try to dash back to site, but like, like I'm getting one, and that's it. I'm dead. Um, whereas mm -hmm. potentially with a classic, I could right click the closer target, maybe swing left click the second target. Right. Like. Yeah, with the shorter, your your options are very limited there. Yeah. To which. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh well, which I was gonna—I was gonna say there was something that I thought of in that in that exact scenario in which I had the money to spend. I could have purchased two shorties. Right, right, yeah. And had I yeah. done that, I think I could have gotten two. Mm -hmm. I think I could have fired off my two shots, gotten the first kill, hit G to drop my gun, pick up the shorty that's at my feet, have two bullets more ready to go, blast the second guy down. Um, and it's a strat I have actually seen in pro play from Boathouse on Ascent. Somebody having multiple shorties on the ground. Okay. To make use of. I'm going to throw something out there right now to, uh, you know, every, every, all the listeners of the podcast. Um, this, there's going to be a $100 bounty. This can happen in a swift play or a comp, just not, you know, a, uh, uh, spike rush or a custom game um if you manage to buy three shorties pre-round and get six one taps without reloading so there's a sage there's a sage res involved here and every shorty shot is a one tap and you just use six shots from your three shorties a hundred dollars from me if you send me the clip because that would be one of the coolest things <laughs> that would be so incredibly funny yeah i will i will paypal you Shit. No. I'm gonna I'm try this now. <laughs> yeah, it applies yeah. to you guys as well, yeah. Um, Wait, okay, on that topic, holy fuck, Cass got the Pearl Ace. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah, I don't, we didn't cover that. Yeah. That was, like, right after the last time, right? I don't know if it was right after or right before, but, like, 
Cass yeah. got it. It's I been like realize. a yeah. fucking year. We don't even remember oh. what the reward was. <laughs> probably a battle pass. I think it was, I think it was a battle pass. pass. We yeah. still owe Cass a skin as well, so we owe Cass a skin and a battle pass now. Yeah, Cass, Cass, why are you winning this, all these shits? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be oh. fair, Chase, I think you might be owed a battle pass as well, and just haven't redeemed Chase, it yet. Chase is owed a battle pass, I believe. Yeah, I think I'm the nice. only one who's not owed anything yeah. at this point. Yeah. I think I think Chase and I, I think yeah Chase and I are both out of battle pass and promote a skin. <laughs> but, um, I need to find a way to win a battle pass so we can just cancel it out. Yeah, yeah cancel out everybody's yeah. battle pass. Nah, that doesn't right. work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give me um, the battle pass. Yeah. God, like there hasn't been a a battle pass worth having since the Karambit one. Yeah, I feel like this one's not terrible. Yeah, I think the knife for this one is really cool. I genuinely don't even know what it is. Um, I know we talked about it when it started. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure I've looked at it. I'm like, ah, oh, this is... Dumb. It's like this, like, sawtooth thing, you know? It's the, um, like, the blue wood <laughs> skin line, whatever that one is. Uh, it's sort of, like, League of Legends looking, the, that particular skin line from the Battle Pass. And it's, it's like, a, you know, a sword with all these, like, you know, jutting out things. Yeah, it's not terrible. Um, but, I, yeah, I think the Karambit, like, that one with the... What was that? What's that skin line? Um, velocity. I still use it. Spec- oh yeah, velocity. Yeah. yeah. Um, velocity is just such a good fucking battle pass skin line. It is it that is. It, they haven't come close to that since. They mm-hmm. they did come close to it before though. Poly- <laughs> what? Yeah, Polyfox. 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 I like Polyfox. But like, but also that's just like a reskin. Yeah, it's not right. like velocity the, the, was more creativity involved. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a full like redesign of the weapons, and there are uh, variants. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Yeah, like I'm trying to think if there is a battle pass skin that. Oh, it'd be like if the the plane the plane skins those were like an actual pack in the store, right? Yeah, right. right. Like, yeah. why are those not battle pass skins? Well, like, those are kind been... of on par with the velocities. There's just been skinflation. There has been skinflation. Yeah. And it's it's unfortunate. But, like, because, like, okay, the, the Radiant Crisis pack. If it wasn't so stupidly fucking expensive, I'd probably... No, not, pack. like, Radiant Entertainment System? Yeah, yeah, that one. That one. Oh, Sorry. yeah, because you also like Radiant Crisis. So that I, I do also yeah, like the Radiant Crisis pack. Yeah. No, no, no. But, yeah, the Radiant Entertainment System. Um, if the Phantom wasn't so stupidly expensive, I'd probably own it. It's yeah, because the finisher is so cool and like the inspect yeah. on cool, everything. Like... It's the reload on the fucking op or like honestly, yeah, yeah, it makes me a little boxes, sad like... seeing how much I see them in games. Because yeah, because I gotta know... draw a line somewhere, guys. Come yeah. on, yeah, and like but they're yeah, that's so what... cool, but also yeah. like you, we have to be like. We're not buying it for this, but so many people fucking bought it for right. that. So. Right. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Well, that's the problem. Is like you got to vote with your wallet, right? Mm. And like, like I get it. It's really fucking cool. I think it's such a creative, incredibly well designed skin line. I just think if it's if it's at the price point where you can't buy the max tiered Valorant pack and buy the skin line, like what the fuck? Yeah, it's more yeah. expensive than the most Valorant points you can buy in a single purchase. Which I think is a very clear indication of, you know, the inflation of that. Oh, I think yeah. Riot was not planning necessarily on having a pack that expensive when they launched the game. Because I think they probably would have had a pack for it. Because, you know, the whole idea with uh, the packs is that the packs always give you 
a little bit more than you know what you need so that you're give, basically giving Riot extra money. So I feel like they de- definitely would have had a bigger pack. Well, now, well, it still does that though. It still accomplishes that goal because you have to buy a second smaller pack, um, which then gives you that little bit more that you need. Yeah. Well, well sh- I-, I don't. I don't think that's necessarily the same thing because by getting the maximum pack available, you're getting the best bang for your buck because of that, based on the extra points you're getting. And then I yeah. haven't looked at what other pack you would have to get, but like, it's not the minimum. I think it's like the second lowest. Yes. I, I, I don't, I think you could do it in a way where you're not really spending that much extra. Okay. But I don't think it's like, it's so much about spending the extra. I think it's about the fact that like, now you've got some amount of points kicking around um, in your account, and it's like, yeah. oh, well, like... I've already spent that money. Like, yeah, if you waste it like, if I don't buy another yeah, pack to then buy I this. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, I've got, like, 700, right? And, like, oh, I kind of like this battle pass. I just need to buy the smallest pack here to, like, get the amount of points I need to, like, afford this battle pass. So, like, so I might as well. Yeah. I, like, I think it's more about them wanting you to have a couple of points kicking around to like incentivize you buying more packs because it's like oh well that's just like that's almost wasted if I don't end up spending the money it's dumb the the, the amount the amount of money that this skin line is is fucking stupid mm-hmm. oh yeah they're they're making money hand over fist from this because a lot of people are buying it but it is really fucking cool I will say though I haven't seen, I've definitely seen a lot more individual skins than the knife. So I, 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 anecdotally, I would guess that more people are buying individual skins rather than the whole pack than the average, which makes sense given how expensive it is. Yeah, I would say that most people are probably just buying the Phantom. Yeah, I mean, presumably the... Or the Op. The the Phoenix, and I haven't seen the Op yet. I have not seen the op either. I think I've only yeah. seen I've a got bunch a kill of with the phantom. The but yeah, oh, nice. the op is the op is a gun you don't buy anywhere near as much as you buy a phantom. Right. Um, but the the Phoenix we played against in our latest premiere game almost assuredly had the full pack, seeing as how he had both ghost and mm. um and phantom, both of which I picked up at one point. Wait, was this the game? Was this game on Pearl that we were all in? No, I'm talking about literally just the premiere game we oh, just the played. Premiere, oh, the Haven. premiere. I didn't hear premiere. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. The premiere game. Um, yeah. All right. Well, um, anybody got any uh, closing topics on that? I guess we kind of strayed a little bit away from that whole shorty discussion. Um, so I guess I have a closing remark on this. Go ahead. Go uh, ahead. Given the two agents that I end up currently playing, being Jet and Cypher... I think I did. I I personally get a ton of fucking value from that pocket shorty. Yeah. Specifically because I've got the cages and I've got the smokes to play around. Um. But yeah, I, like I'd be curious to know for other for other agents for other roles, like whether that pocket shorty is worth it over having the classic, because the classic has a faster pullout time. And it's just more versatile. So in a situation where you run out of your primary primary ammo, you don't have time to reload. If you're going to pull something out, like... I mean, there has been a time where I've done this as Jet. Like, I was in a gunfight. My Vandal ran out of ammo. 
I hit Q, because that's what I have to pull out my secondary when I'm playing Jet. Um, and I pulled out a shorty, and I'm like, ah, fuck, this is a long-range duel. I'm dicked. Like, I'm standing out in the open, no dash, no smoke. <laughs> and a <laughs> like shorty actually, in hand, yeah. yeah. And I'm actually just fucked. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I, I'd, I, I'd be curious to know, given that, like, I know Chase also mostly plays Brim, so, like, him having a shorty is probably not a bad idea either. But, like, given yeah, that you play good. a Killjoy Hunter quite a bit, or at least you have been lately, given our premier yeah. comps and whatnot. Um, yeah, I don't know. You, you got an opinion on whether you'd rather have a shorty or not? Yeah, I mean, not not having this cypher... I don't really have anything to close distance in particular with Killjoy. Um, you know, the situation where I ha- I am, like, around a corner and I have my turret and or... Um, you know, alarm bot to swing off of. I mean, in that case, honestly, I, I still think I would prefer classic and or, you know, frenzy at a slightly higher price point just because, you know, it gives me more. I'm not, you know, there's nothing that ties people to a specific spot. And so, you know, I want to have the option to spray some bullets around. I think the frenzy is a really good option, and I think that yeah, if you don't have that some like smoke or something to play around, that possibly frenzy should be your pocket pick. Obviously, it's more expensive, so this might just be like a last round and a half where you're actually buying a. So that's why like the shorty is like it's not a lot of money to like extra to spend to have it. Yeah, so you can do it in more rounds. Spending the four fifty on a frenzy is a lot, but I think is more way more versatile as your um. As your secondary, because you can pull that out and get bullets down range. It doesn't matter if it's long or short range. You're going to get a lot of bullets there. And at the point in which you're pulling out your secondary, like the point in which you're pulling out your secondary, like that's you're you're hopefully you've hit them like 120 or something at that point. Mm So I yeah yeah go ahead go ahead yeah okay I was gonna say I actually feel like the like the the frenzy is one of the worst pocket guns to have uh main purpose or the main reason for that is it doesn't very effectively complement any other primary you might have um and like one of hunter's things that he likes to do is either with the poor man's buy or the gentleman's buy your your secondary is a really good um like or it it covers the weakness that your primary has being a shotgun. Yes. For, for those of you who don't know, the poor man's buy is when Hunter buys a Bucky and a ghost, and yeah. the gentleman's buy is when he buys a judge and a sheriff. Um, yeah, and then the, the new one being added to the mix is the marksman's buy, which is uh, Guardian Shorty. Okay. Either way, um, I think that like having those particular secondaries complement the weaknesses of your primary very effectively. Um and similarly, yeah, like as Hunter's saying, when he buys the Guardian, he buys the Shorty with it. Yeah. Uh, I feel like the Frenzy doesn't very effectively cover any weaknesses of a given gun besides potentially the op. Now, um, here, here's here's what I'm thinking. This is like there are two different reasons that you're that you have a secondary. Yeah. Now, in in all of the examples that you gave with the gentleman's buy, etc., um, these are like you are actively making the choice to have one gun or the other out, 
for a certain angle that you're going to be clearing. Right. Right. Or peaking. So it is saying like, oh, I can take range or like gun duels in both short and long range um, with this, with my primary and secondary. It's like, you don't really have a primary and secondary. They're both just weapons that you have for different scenarios. True. Yeah. True. Now, I think the frenzy is one of the best secondaries because it is the, the best gun that, to use in an oh shit situation. Uh, see, here's why. This was my second point that I was going to bring up. I disagree with that. The frenzy is too long of a pull-out animation. But I get to watch the dragon crawl down my arm. It, very cool. I'm I not going to lie. Glitch pop very, effects. very fucking cool. The pull-out yeah. animation of the frenzy is fucking top tier. The dragon, or the elder flame frenzy. Actually goaded animation. But... It takes too long. Yeah, just to be clear, Cass, going back to your initial question, I was picturing, you know, having a certain weapon in hand, playing around my utility as Killjoy versus you as Cypher doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. I wasn't really thinking of, you know, pistol round where it's my only gun versus as a pocket pick because I would generally say that due to both the cost, the increased cost of the Frenzy and due to the, you know, blam blam potential of the shorty. I, I would definitely tend towards buying a shorty as my backup gun if I'm like, oh, it's the last round of the half. I have some extra credits. Or you're maxed. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, mm -hmm. if I have extra credits, then the frenzy I could buy. Yeah, I I, I like having That's a what I'm saying. Shorty. You would buy, like, if you buy the frenzy, it's just, it's useful in those situations where you're like, oh shit, like I ran out of ammo. I whiffed yeah. the clip. They whiffed mm -hmm. a clip. It's the, uh, I'm, we're staring at each other reloading time where you're supposed yeah. to pull out your secondary, yeah. but we don't because we're dog shit. Um, but if you do pull out your secondary, oh, hold on, speak for yourself. I'm, I'm pretty solid at pulling out my secondary. Yeah. If you, yeah. if you do manage to pull out your secondary, like the frenzy is going to be applicable in a lot more cases than the shorty, unless the that frenzy... person is in your fucking face. The shorty is not helping you at medium long. to long range. Yeah, but the frenzy takes too long to pull out. I'd rather have the classic at that point. Yeah, but they're Probably. not pulling out their secondary because we're in fucking gold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, I'm in, if I'm in the oh fuck situation, I'd rather have the classic. And also, if they're not pulling out their secondary and they're just going to spam crouch in my face while they're reloading their rifle, then it doesn't fucking matter what my secondary is. I'm killing them. No, but you Good can night. run and gun with the frenzy too. Yeah, I mean, t okay, to be fair... When I'm thinking about this, like the way I the way I'm looking at this is that you know when you run out of bullets and you have a quick minute to you know duck behind cover or you know the enemy isn't going to immediately kill you while you're switching to a weapon. In that scenario, there are a decent amount of times where like there's another gun on the ground that maybe you go for, but like I think the significant thing is that. You know, if I have a shorty in hand and I can duck behind, you know, a box and the other person is going to push me, you know, I probably, if, if it seems like a good angle where they're going to push me close, I might just go ahead and, you know, try to get that shorty kill because it's really good at that. Whereas like if I have a frenzy in hand, I'm probably going to go for the gun swap because, you know, the frenzy is just a worse version of the phantom or vandal that I have. And if there's a phantom or vandal on the ground... You know, I'd rather go for that to be able to be at a fair point in the in the gunfight. All right, you know what? Change my mind. In the oh fuck situations, 
classic is the best gun you could possibly have. See, I don't think so because the the oh fuck situation. Like, are you right clicking or are you left clicking? Because left clicking then still requires aim, which you obviously don't have because you're in this situation. And right clicking <laughs> is so unreliable. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But because oh. you only get those three, that one right click pretty much here, yeah. and maybe two. But like, are you like, what are the odds that that is hitting? It happens sometimes. Yeah, but there is a very realistic chance that one of those, that like none of those three bullets hit. Now, the frenzy, you dump thirteen downrange. Yeah. If I get to dump thirteen, if I'm in an you're you're, act, you're acting like I'm pulling out an op. It's not that. Right. Yeah. Okay. Granted, it's not that. But like, you like, have okay. the extra millisecond. It's this is not, like no, if I didn't have the if it, I didn't have the time because here here's the situation you're in. Mm-hmm. We're both say you're both running out of ammo. Yeah. You're both going to go into that reload thing. You hit your secondary. They either have a classic and which has the same pitfalls that we just have. They have mm-hmm. a shorty which has those same pitfalls. So if you're not at like stupid close range, their shorty is dog shit. If they have a frenzy, it's the exact same fucking pullout time. So, <laughs> okay, yeah. but I, I, okay, I, I think I'm thinking of like a slightly different situation in which like it's not that I whiff a full clip onto somebody. It's I'm anchoring B site. Take any map you want; doesn't really matter. I'm anchoring A site. They're flooding in on me. Maybe I got a pick or two with the vandal. But, but now, now you're I'm low on ammo. bullets. Yeah. Now I'm low. Now I'm low on bullets. I still got three people barreling me down. I got to switch to the secondary and hope to maybe maybe get one more, right? Just Different that... scenario, and I think yeah. that a shorty is way better than a frenzy in that situation okay. because now you're going against a fully armored opponent. But I'm still not I'm still not even thinking about the, the shorty here. I'm thinking, like, I want, like, just in that oh fuck situation, I want that classic. Like, I think the classic is better, like, like I don't want to have to pull out a fucking sheriff. And, and try to have to hit one taps, like, like if I pull out this classic, and it doesn't, it doesn't matter as much where they're going to be, who the next person's going to be swinging me from, and what angle they're going to be swinging me from, because if they're up close, I have the potential to get that right click off, and if it's a bit of a longer range duel, I can take some pop shots at him with the classic, hope to hit a double dink. Um, look, it's in those oh fuck situations. I feel like the classic is generally or genuinely the best gun you can have. Now, when you're buying a well, secondary, then, then why then why would you ever buy something else on pistol round? Because this because, is a very similar no, no, no. scenario that you're talking you're, to us okay, about. This is someone who has not been hit hit like at all. This is someone that is like the third man, and you got the first picks, and they're still pushing you. Mm-hmm. Um. And you just have the time to swap to another weapon, and now you're taking a fully even gun duel or whatever with you having a classic or you having a frenzy. I would take the frenzy 100% of the time. I just feel like the frenzy underperforms against armored targets. I feel like the frenzy is solid in pistol round when there's a really good chance that the other people or the people on the enemy team do not have armor. I feel like the frenzy is a really fucking solid buy. But well, I feel I mean, like the frenzy drastically underperforms against under or against armored targets. Well, I mean, I think the thing that we're, the great equalizer here is is distance, because you know, with, with the frenzy at uh, extremely close range, it's two to the head on someone who's a hundred health or hundred fifty health. Like, there's no difference there. 
obviously when you get body shots involved there absolutely is but like you know if you're hitting your head taps it still can do decent frenzy yeah yeah so seven, 78 at yeah, close range, not, right? Oh, yeah, close range, not a long Yeah, range. we're talking, that's what we said, close range. Oh, okay. Yes, that's, that's what sorry, I, I misheard. I, misheard. Yeah, I, I realize why you misheard because I said distance is the great equalizer. Yeah, 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 meant, yeah. You know, negative distance right. is the okay. great equalizer. Yeah. Um, you, you could, you could, I could see how that could seem like the opposite. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, as you guys have been talking, I've kind of realized that I have a sort of a, a hierarchy here, which is I would rather have anything but a classic in my hand. So I prefer a frenzy over a, a classic at any moment in time. Um, but when it comes to what I would prefer to have as a backup to an op phantom or vandal, that would be a shorty just because of the, you know, boom, boom at close range. Mm -hmm. But then when you bring in me having a, a, you know, a less traditional gun, like if I have a Ares or Odin or just an eco gun in general, then at that point, I'll take shotguns out of it. Then at that point, the frenzy starts to be my number one because it's nice to have that more varied capability that's not necessarily that much of a downgrade for my main weapon. I can just kind of keep shooting. Like, for example, if I have a specter and I run out of bullets, swapping mm -hmm. to a frenzy is really nice because I can kind of keep doing the same things I was doing with the specter with, with you know, kind of slight variation. It doesn't limit me that much. Okay, uh, fair enough. All right, well, unless anybody's got any closing arguments, Chase? No. I'm looking at you. Okay, cool. Uh, I, I want to talk about something that somebody brought up uh, on Reddit, and it's their hot take, and this whole thread was asking other people for their hot takes, mm. and I don't really care about those. Um, basically, their hot take is, if you, cannot use, if you cannot use all abilities on an agent, you should not main that agent. To which, generally oh, speaking... Generally speaking, I would agree with that broad statement. But they bring up a couple examples here in which I realize that they're, they're not... I, I don't fully agree with all of their examples. And I think that there's there, there's a little caveat here, which is like... They just state if you cannot use all abilities on the agent... I feel like it should really be if you cannot competently use all abilities on an agent, but like yeah, I feel like that's kind of what they mean. Implied, that's clearly yeah. implied. Yeah, okay. yeah. But uh, so they're being able to flash your team as Phoenix does not mean <laughs> that doesn't you know check that box. Yeah, okay. you know you should definitely main Phoenix if that's yeah. what you do. Yeah. Um. Okay. But her, her whoever this was, um, their their example was like so if you main in quotation marks, uh, raise and you can't use her blast packs, why do you main her? To which, I fully fucking agree with. Because um, he's saying that her paint shells are similar to a Molotov. Um, her boom bot is similar to, like, Fade Prowlers or Sky's Trailblazer. Uh, like, why Why would you main Raze if you can't effectively use her blast packs? Um, and then the second one that they bring up is, like, uh, if you can't use Jet's Blade Storm, what's the point in maining Jet? And Agent's oh, Ultimate oh. is the most powerful ability that could win rounds. Oh, 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 oh I'm going to stop you right there, buddy. Mm -hmm. You just don't like this because you're bad at it. No, no, I'm actually... Actually, I, you can go look up my tracker stats. I actually do just fine with the Bladestorm. <laughs> I don't overperform, I don't underperform. I will say, I do, though, Cass, you use the knives fine. in a very boring way. You, you I'm don't... not going to argue that. He, yeah, he only that. ever pops them on save yeah. as his weapon. 
Yeah, no. And also, uh, or, Cass or very in often... winnable clutches. Yeah, Cass but also... like they have to be obviously winnable. Yes. Yeah, Cass will also very often, you know, not take advantage of the you know ability to go extremely high in the sky and just force people to look really you know at a very weird angle. He'll be like, oh, I'll just kind of float a little bit with my knives if I'm on an elevated position, <laughs> dude. I'm popping knives. I'm double up drafting a lot of the time. Just full aerial strike coming in. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, hold on. The problem with the double updraft yeah. with knives is, like, I'll use the updrafts with my knives if, number one, I'm trying to peek over something, or, number two, I'll just do it out in the open if I have a dash active. Yeah. But if I don't have a dash active, I'm a fucking sitting duck up there. Then just hit your shots. <laughs> just get the kills with the knives. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you get shot. Okay, if I'm peeking one person, that's fine. But if I updraft over something and I'm staring at three people with guns at me, let's be honest, I'm not hitting all three of those headshots. Well, I mean, okay, just to be clear, neither am I. Um, I, I tend to not do that of, you know, no dash, just up double updrafting into the middle of sight where I get peeked by everything. Typically, you know, I'm I'm in a position where I'm not peeking every angle at once. Um, but anyway, that's actually somewhat beside the point of where I was going, which is mm. that... Um, when you said, okay, well, if you can't use blast packs as rays, you shouldn't, and I know you're repeating the argument, not necessarily yeah. claiming it for yourself yet, but, um, you no, know, no, I'll, I'll go no, ahead he and did. claim that one. He did. I'll, I'll oh, claim okay. that one. Okay. I thought, if, okay. If I thought you, you were just presenting it. If you can't blast pack as rays, why the fuck are you playing rays? Okay. So that's where I'm with you hundred percent. Um, because it's fun and it's very, very strong, but I think if you're bad at jet knives, I don't think that disqualifies you from playing Jet. And the reason is that, um, as we have discussed, while Agent Ultimates can turn the game, you don't really pick a Agent solely for their ultimate for the simple reason that it's only effective in so many rounds of the game. And I think similarly, if you're not that good with Jet Knives, but you're, you, you know, you can competently use everything else, I don't think that should disqualify you from playing Jet. A hundred percent. I think that you being able to effectively use your dash is way, 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 way more important because that's every fucking yeah, round. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. If you, we, if you yeah. pop your knives in a clutch and you don't get the clutch because you kind of whiffed all your knife shots, mm -hmm. I've seen that a lot. I do <laughs> that a lot. It's not. It doesn't mean you shouldn't be playing jet if you're mm -hmm. using that like. I think yeah, ultimate is a is a bad example to bring up here. Yeah, I think it I, should uh, be more like round you like every round utility yeah is more important to know on your main how yeah. to effectively use. Yeah. Like I I would argue that if you're like if we look at sky for example or or fade like if you're not good at controlling the sky flash or the fade prowlers, well well maybe you shouldn't play those agents, you know. Or if if you like that agent for whatever particular reason it is that you like that agent, then you should probably put the time in to get good at operating those flashes, get good at operating those prowlers. Oh, yeah. like if we go back to the to the context of Jet here, you should probably be fairly solid at manipulating her smokes. Yeah. Um yeah. It's like and it's something that like I definitely need to work on when I'm trying to, you know, chuck a smoke around a corner. Yeah. Like like I'll I'll throw that smoke around the corner and I'll think I probably cut off the angles I was trying to. But but there's a chance that I missed it a little bit. And I'll have to look at my mini map 
to verify, hey, did I get this smoke in the in the spot that I was going for when I throw it around the corner? Um, but like I, I think obviously different agents have different strengths to their kits, and some abilities are just more important than others. Hold on, um, quick time out here. Hayes, are you like falling asleep over there? What what is going on there? I don't know. I'm just kind of zoning out. Squinty, like, <laughs> I can't tell if you're like about to pass out. Or what's going on? It's been a, it's been a long day, man. I was so hungover all day today, and we went yeah. skiing, and now now I'm just like we're zoning. But I'm I'm oh, listening. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. So to make sure hey, everything Chase is okay. actually just ripped a fatty blunt off camera. Yeah. right there. Yeah. You, you just missed that part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I was getting another beard. You know, Chase yeah. quickly consumed hey, an entire joint. Oh, dude, Chase Chase sparked that joint up, and he just one puffed it. <laughs> oh yeah straight just wu-tang and all you didn't see a trace yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um all right but like back back to my point here um like I, like i think that we can all definitively say that like certain abilities are just more valuable than other abilities mm-hmm. um and often that's shown in the price of said abilities but uh like like, I think that, like, definitely each agent has a set of abilities that if you're going to main that agent, you should be pretty good with. Yeah. Um, or you should, like, be trying to learn it. Obviously, like, you yeah. don't have to be amazing with all of it because that's why you're not fucking radiant. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, w- all of us can improve our ability usage. That's the entire or a large part of the game of Valorant. Right, um, right. But yeah, I guess if you're if you're gonna call something your main, like you should be putting the time in to learn how to effectively use the utility to yeah. the best extent that you can. Yeah, right. Like, I mean, to take to like Chase to take you for example, right? Like, I mean, obviously now given the context of Premiere, you've now learned a bunch of Brim lineups. I was thinking the same thing that we were going to talk about. But yeah. like, yeah. like just because you don't just because you don't have all these Brim lineups for default plants or whatever, doesn't mean that you shouldn't play Brim. Yeah, no, Brim's an interesting example, because there's a bunch. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there's a bunch of examples. Like, I used to get, I still do get, but I, I, without the lineups, I would get a lot of value out of my mollies by just closing off chokes, uh, you know, smoking, putting the molly in there so that they can, they try to push the smoke and they get damaged by the molly. Like, yeah, I would get, like, hundreds of damage done every round with a molly. And I'd be like, oh, well, I just got like four assists there because they all yeah. had to run through my molly onto site. So mm-hmm. dope. But like, I didn't have any lineups to do that. So I, I'd still consider that effective. I think there are other ways to be effective with different pieces of utility. You don't have to do it in a specific way. Um, Brimstone is an interesting one, though, because on the ult spectrum, like I was thinking uh, if I were playing Brim and I just like, you know, every time I have my ult, I just kind of used it off the rip to clear out an area. It's not a very good use of the ult, but also I could be playing Brim well enough otherwise. It's just another example to yeah. to be like and you I don't still think get some the value ult, out of that. I don't think the ult usage is like that important. Um, yeah. Like even though it's a very good ult and it could be used a lot better, like it's only a couple of rounds and you're just you know, if you're not actively throwing and ulting your teammates, mm-hmm. it's yeah. probably but, like, fine. Yeah, and like I do think there is some value in just using your ult for that. If like say say you pop off in pistol, right? Get a four K. Right? Maybe maybe you farmed an orb or two, maybe you got a plant or a defuse or whatever. Like you get an early alt. Like if you sit on that for too long, there's a chance you might not get two in the half. Yeah. Or like 
if you use it right now, you're guaranteed to get another one, almost, um, if not just outright. And you might be able to get a third. It's like, I, I do think there is some value in just like saying, hey, you know what? You take less value out of a, a single ult to be able to get more in a half. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah we can get more in a half, you know? Um, it's like, hey, I'm just going to let this go on Hookah. Um, anybody who was playing Hookah is no longer playing Hookah. Yeah. Like, sure, maybe that's all my ult did, but it's it's round three. We're on our bonus. We're going to flood in. We're going to take that space. Hopefully we can burst out onto site. Yeah, in that particular you know, case, you know, you eliminate the chance of someone ratting with a shotgun, which is a very common thing to do uh, yeah. you know, on a weaker buy. Like, I, I, I just feel like there's, there's definitely some chance of, like, Tony and I were talking about this the other day uh, regarding the Sage alt in particular. Yeah. Uh, because uh, the Sage eco res Tony. Didn't we talk yeah. about and, this last podcast or no? I th- we, we've gone over this uh, old economy okay. stuff, like, right. very recently. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I was saying that, like, there's definitely just some value in just like letting it go, knowing that you're going to be able to get that back up again. A bird um, in hand is worth two in the bush, as they say. Yeah. And I feel like, again, getting back to this original point here is like, I feel like you shouldn't hearken on like an alt usage for whether or not you should main a given agent. Yeah. Now, yeah. I would say that Brimstone has another interesting thing, which is the Stimby, the, the Stim Beacon. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Little little stimmy, yeah, is so kind of useless sometimes. I would prefer you literally never to. Is that your C? Yeah, <laughs> I would prefer if you unbinded that key from your. Oh team no, I, I stim you all the time, and I know I think about it before I do. <laughs> nice. I um, actually, yeah, yeah. In our premiere game, I updrafted over your stim and dashed past it. Yeah, <laughs> really, just to avoid the stim. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, it's such a thrill. that's oh that's insane. That's that's incredible. Incredible. We were running Wasting. Spanish. We were running Spanish Inquisition. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, wait. So why would well, you not want the stim yeah. for Spanish Inquisition? It, it was literally us trying to yeah. sprint through their spawn as fast as possible. Yeah. Well, yes, yes. Let me be very clear. Your your lack of we're talking about agent mastery and you know playing mm. your agent well. Your hatred of the stim beacon is a skill issue. Because you're not willing to take... It's not like it's some variable amount of movement speed and, you know, fire rate buff. You're just not willing to, you know, get used to, you know, handling your weapon and movement differently when you have the stim. It's now, a buff and I you're played, unwilling to, you know, well, hold on. harness that power. If I played Brim, I would probably have that down. You play with a Brim main as your primary, like, duo pass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is something you can practice a lot it's not like oh well i don't play with the brim all that much so yeah well also yeah it's, it's a just straight buff yeah you you were also uh mm-hmm. contem- or uh complimenting yourself earlier in this podcast for being so versatile with your weapon usage yeah um <laughs> yeah yeah as soon as soon as you get a fire rate buff that goes that in doesn't mean you can change shitter. the fire rate in my recoil buff on my weapons and i'll feel good about using it also yeah. uh reina ult i don't play reina no but we talk about reina being good and her ult is pretty damn good because we we died to it a lot and they get like fucking aces in, in their <laughs> yeah. ult so, so why is that because their fucking but, fire rate is, is increased but is that the reina ult or is it the reina Chicken or the egg? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This this particular issue of the Stim Beacon came up because uh, I was before our premiere game today. I was solo queuing a game where I ended up playing Brim on Bind. Fun game. We ended fifteen fifteen overtime. Um, but anyway, uh, there was one hey, round. Yeah. What'd you say? Yeah, draw. Through? Yeah. Unfortunately, yes. Uh, I didn't. God. I didn't vote for the draw. Just to oh. be clear. But it felt it felt all... definitely voted for the draw. No, no, absolutely <laughs> not. I I can only think of one time I voted for a draw, and that was because my team was so incredibly toxic. I was just done playing with them. <laughs> oh no, there was another time where we were down a person. We were down a player. Yeah, I, it's yeah, very you rare definitely vote for the draw. Then yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, in this particular case, we were down five rounds and brought it back uh, to overtime. And the Jet on the other team was finished the game 44 and 19. They were just popping off stupidly hard. And so it was like, you know what? We brought it back. I'm okay with it. I didn't vote for it, and I wasn't going to. But anyway, the, the long and the short of it is I wasn't streaming. I was just kind of playing and chatting with Chase uh, here and there. And I did something before around that I was like, man, Chase is going to be considered as heresy. And Cass, you would consider it even more heresy. I had enough money for either a Molly or a Stim Beacon, and I bought the Stim Beacon. Without hesitation. Just because I enjoy using the Stim Beacon so much. Hesitation enough to let call it out and say, hey, I just bought the Stim Beacon over the Molly. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, but also part of that is like, because you don't main Brim, you probably don't have any lineups. If you have one, I'd be very impressed. I don't. Yeah, okay, I figured. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, you in general just probably get less value. That's entirely correct. Like, out of the potential... Cost Whereas, yeah, the, the buff the buff to your fire rate is like, yeah. well, I'm just trying to aim diff people here anyway. Like, let, mm-hmm. let's get it. Uh, and I will say as well, one of the things that I... Okay, hold all... on. Did you get any value out of the Stim Beacon in that round? Well, there were there were a decent amount of times in that game where the Stim, where I used the Stim Beacon for rotates. And no, in this particular quickly. round, were I you do elected? not remember at all. Okay. Um, yeah. Where, yeah, where I was going is replay that, system. Okay, yeah, replay system. <laughs> yeah, where I was going with this is that while I always knew this to a certain extent, one of the things that I appreciated even more about seeing Chase on Phoenix is just how well Chase uses mollies on the fly. Like, take the lineups out of it. That, like, you know, the amount of value and gills Chase got from his Phoenix molly was insane. And you know, that's also very true of you know playing his brim and it, you know, it came from his, him playing brim and shock darts to an extent as well. Similar mm-hmm. concept. Um, but like noticing it because most Phoenix players, I think the Molly is sort of an afterthought. It's like, okay, maybe I use it for healing. Maybe I just chuck it somewhere, but in Chase's like hands, that Molly is a weapon. And uh, yeah, I, I just, I just gained a lot of respect for Chase's mollying ability <laughs> from the, the active Phoenix. Well, yeah, I, get, yeah. I, I think it's really funny how, like, we each took certain aspects in that Aiden challenge from our from our previous yes. roles and just, like, merged it over. Like, for a while, I was just hopping on Cypher. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm going to put my traps up over there. You guys can play off my traps. Um, I'm not going to worry about that. I got an op. I'm, I'm over here. Yeah. <laughs> and then Hunter just, like, eh, I'm going in on the sofa just like yeah, fuck yeah. it i don't need an entry i'll entry myself well no, was... just decided to play jet <laughs> yeah <laughs> well here's the thing i i will say one thing that i think that i, I tended to like fully entry in times where you know 
things weren't going well we needed to change or things were going really well and i just wanted kills but in close games i think what i did bring to the table is a willingness to really follow my duelist in is you know chuck my recon dart in a somewhat okay position and then just send it into sight right behind the duelist yeah like there were times i tried to get chase to you know go in front so i could justify pushing behind he was like no that's not a good idea and i was like oh (laughs) but like you know, oh yeah that that happens all the time he'd be like you want to push this off the off the barrier drop and i'd be like (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) right yeah and then i wouldn't push it in those cases i wouldn't push it by myself Mm -hmm. yeah i'll give him that credit Mm -hmm. thank you thank you but yeah um to be honest, that's that's kind of about all I got. Unless you guys got any, uh, I know this is like slightly on the shorter end here, but we'll also I mean, kind of running. I'm falling, of, I'm well, falling the fuck asleep, man. I'm running really, out of beer. Really fast. Uh, we won't get into me and Cass's whole beef about uh, eight games versus seven from earlier. But on a positive note, premiere first season is over, except for the final tournament, the most important part. But like the regular season is over, and it was a fucking blast. Yeah, it and so cool. it will be over by the time you hear this. So, right, yeah, uh, exactly. we, we will have obviously won our tournament and have the in-game rewards and stuff, so that's that's going to be Not. pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh... Oh, yeah, yeah, hold on. I, I, didn't get to, uh, I didn't get the dog on Alex when he was in the chat, so I'm going to do it here. Hopefully he's <laughs> listening to this podcast. Um, yeah. Yeah, get, get fucked. I took match MVP, bitch. Let's go! <laughs> oh my goodness yeah it was a good game we yeah we this our last uh game on haven here we didn't drop around on offense it was a six 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 uh into the half and Mm -hmm. uh, we were on defense and then just rolled on offense so uh haven definitely in the map pool i think i mean i just love the map in general so yeah i'm glad i'm glad that we were able to do well on it yeah let's go over this real quick because like we want haven um we want, we want Pearl. Yeah, I think so. I guess I don't personally love Pearl, but like it's surprising because like we we all hate Pearl. I mean, I hate Pearl still, and I still play mm-hmm. like dog shit on Pearl. And in, in our premiere games, I also played like dog shit on Pearl. <laughs> like there's just no there's no saving Pearl except for the fact that we won both of the games. Yeah, but also Alex, oh, well, we won like... three of four as well. If you include the test yeah. tournament games, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I don't know about the test tournament games, but like Alex also did drop like 35 each time we played Pearl. So like, we'll yeah, see so how if, if that is. <laughs> well, if it's a map that incentivizes Alex to drop 35, I'm okay with that too. <laughs> yeah, that is yeah. totally fine. Um, okay. Yeah, our first, our first actual premiere Pearl game, Alex didn't like, you know, look like a Smurf. He looked like a great top frag. The second game was when he just, you know, took over. Yeah. Okay, but let's just go over the map hole really quick here. Um, oh, for the record, for those games, for those of you that have not been following our um, our premiere stint here, uh, we finished uh, with a record of 5-2. and two. Mm-hmm. Um, We are currently in, I believe, 52nd place. Out of like seven, in, out of seven yeah, something. So like we, we did West. pretty solidly. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. So at any rate, Division Eleven. Also, that that's kind yeah. of important. Yeah. We're we're not playing Lotus. That's fucking out of there. Right. Um. Yeah. Y'all are just such Lotus haters, but because yeah, everyone hates the map so much, like I don't want to play it with you well, guys. I don't. I don't hate it, but I do feel like I'm not great at the strategy of the map. So it would be a big effort to create one. <laughs> like, and the big thing as well is that like, if Lotus was 
the thing the, the cool thing about like Pearl is um and you know and bind as well. I guess you know you'll take a set and bind because they weren't in the test tournament so much. We were able to lose and figure out what we did wrong and then come back and win. Whereas we don't have that yeah. chance with Lotus. So th- so that's the thing. It's just, you know, a lot to pick up. Yeah, obviously the the game like the maps in which we've played on in yeah. Premiere are preferred, but also for the other teams. Yeah. Right, right. Which is why to a certain extent, if so long as it like it obviously be great if like we know what team we're going against and we could go like peep their record. Yeah. On like the different maps, that would be kind of nice. Uh, like it would aid us in our um in our map selection and veto, but like yeah. I think general rule of thumb is like yeah, we're not playing Lotus, but I like Fracture. Yeah, yeah I think Fracture is a definitely definitely a pick that we could throw throw in there. I think we all like fa- Fracture and play pretty well on it in ranked, so and like it's a map that other people don't have experience on in in Premier at least system, in yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh yeah, but I was thinking, yeah, we toss Icebox. Icebox it's is not in the map pool. <laughs> oh yeah, god damn it! We had this conversation. We toss Breeze night. as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So I'm thinking, like, like the ones that I really don't want to play are just kind of like Split and Lotus. I'm honestly yeah, I'm fine with that. in agreement. Yeah, that. I don't yeah. like Split. I never have. Well, the rest I of like, them, I'm kind of fine with. We'll play either them. like. I don't know. Split is just like either I pop the fuck off or I play like absolute dog. Yeah, I, I think no Fracture could be really, uh, really cool. Um, mm-hmm. And then I, I honestly feel pretty good about all of the maps that we played games on. So Ascend, Bind, Pearl, and Haven. Am I, are we missing? Like, is there a map that nope, we don't that's, have? No, no, that's Ascend, seven Bind, Pearl, Haven, Fracture, and then yeah. the two that we want to ban. And then, yeah, and then the two that Lotus we don't want to play. Yeah. 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 So, like, so the other team, you know, the other team is going to ban two, so then we're going to have a yeah. choice of three. And then, also, just, like, given the, like, I don't know how you guys felt about our our ascent, but, like, I feel like we might want to toss ascent, too. I think I did feel better about all the other maps than ascent. Yeah, I feel like yeah. I just felt better about the other maps, like, because, I mean, I mean, like, yeah, we went one-on-one on, on ascent. Um, well, the first loss barely counts considering that the by far best person on our team wasn't there for it sure but also like i don't know i i just feel like like the reason why i don't want to play split is because i i find that i have a really hard time trying to find out what it is that i should be doing to to entry and what util i need people to aid me with in terms of entering and, like, for Split specifically, right? Like, Chase plays the Breach there. And it's like, okay, so I'm going to dash up ramps on A, and we're going to get that Concuss going through. And then hopefully I can take a, a duel with somebody playing either either ramps or Heaven off Chase's Concuss, but that still doesn't give us sight. Right? Like, And I find right. that that's often the issue that we run into in those games, is, like, regardless of whether I get that pick or not, top ramps, um, it doesn't often give me full access to heaven unless we're going to plan an entire strat around how everybody else is going to get their utility into there so that we can take full heaven control but then at that point we still don't have sight and then i find that oftentimes i'm just stalled out ramps um and the rest of my team can't entry sight because they don't necessarily have the util to do that and yeah we just get we just get picked off and then like vice versa like going into b is like 
there's not there's not a great place for me to dash to, just given the distance of my dash, um, to like really open up the floodgates to have everybody else join me on site, and it's a brutal choke, depending on what agents the enemy team's playing. And then I find that Ascent, despite it having better dash spots to go to, is just so heavily defender-sided that it makes it really hard for us to just outright attack a given site unless we're just winning duels. Yeah, I think that's actually what you brought up there is interesting because as a result of running double duelist all the time, it does make sense that we should lean towards being able to, you know, stack offense rounds in particular. And yeah, I think Ascent can be kind of tough with that. Yeah. I mean, hopefully at this point we've, yeah, like I said, won our tournament. You guys have tuned in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that I'll are be listening. Live again. I don't know why I'm saying this now because it, it would be in the past by the time. You will we have been live, <laughs> yeah. yes. You um, can check out the VOD. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, someone brought this up in the Discord at some point, but um, I definitely, for the next um, the next round of Premiere, whatever that is, I think we're going to try to get some, like, free agent teams going in the in the Discord. Yes. So if you don't have a Premiere team that you, like, are playing with already or want to be playing with in the next one, like, hop in the Discord. Maybe we'll make a separate channel for, like, team yeah. formation or something. Uh, it'd be cool to just get, like, a, a few listener teams going. And um, something and, along yeah. those... Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. No, 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 that's it. Something along those lines. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say that one thing that I've I've thought of since even before Premiere began is that it would be also really cool, um, no matter what percentage of your team listens to the podcast, if we could run some scrims against uh, teams. Like, I know the, the best example is DuPont's team is also in Division 11, uh, also West Coast. So, like, they're a perfect you know, match up for us. But like, you know, even if it's a much better and much worse team, like I'd be down to, you know, hop in a custom and, you know, duke it out on like a Wednesday or something in between our games. That could be pretty cool. Be yeah, it could sick. be cool. Try out some strats and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. That, that should be super sick. Yeah. I, I didn't know that DuPont's team was also in our division. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was talking about that um, yeah. last time that we were playing games. Like last week, he was like, "Oh, like we're queuing now. Are you guys queuing now?" Like, was... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that just shows the cast doesn't read the Discord like at all. Yeah, at all. Yeah, we do that all. anyway. Oh, yeah. I'm so bad at keeping up with this. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. yeah well, well, Chase, you want to wait us out of here? Yeah, we'll drink with you later. <laughs>